Welcome to Divorce Diary Show podcast. I'm the creator of Divorce Diaries, Michelle Trena, and I am so excited because spring has sprung and our Divorce Diaries TV pilot has won some awards. We've also had our first in-person premiere this past month at Brightside Film Festival, where we also won two out of the six nominations awards. Okay, we were nominated for six. Let me just not breeze over this. Six awards, best comedy, best New Jersey Shore, best director for comedy, best director, New Jersey director, best ensemble, and best female actress in a comedy. Yours truly. Um, so we won two of the awards. We won best New Jersey Shore and best director of a comedy. And my girl, Angie Hansen, she's been a longtime friend and director of mine. One, I'm very excited. We also had a screening with the Los Angeles Comedy Film and Screenplay Festival where we won Best Direction as well. We won another award there. So I'm ecstatic. Also won Best Comedy uh, in the Edie Play International Film Festival. And we are also, uh, I think it is a, um, we're, we're semifinalists in the New Jersey Shorts Award. And also Rottenberg, Rottenberg International Film Festival as well. So we have a lot of fun stuff that is going on with the TV pilot. I am hacking away at getting the series picked up and developed with a production company further. And as you've heard on this journey, I have had people interested. People say, oh, you know, you know, it's a great idea, not the right fit right now, or people are interested, and then it just takes time and time and time for them to get back to me. Um, I'm, I'm ecstatic about these awards. But in the back of my head, I keep telling myself, but they're not Slamdance or Sundance or Tribeca or South by Southwest. I'm telling myself that because I, I hear maybe people in the industry in the back of my head, and this is my own insecurities, saying, well, it's cute that you got those, but that doesn't mean anything. You know, because I get it. I'm not on a network. I'm not doing these. I'm not there yet. Um, and I really want to be, you know, I'm doing everything I can to stay focused and get there and those are my own insecurities I guess about you know not being good enough I guess I guess we all struggle with that uh do I think I'm good enough yes I think that if I stay focused and I work at my craft and I keep being respectful and empathetic to other people's situations yeah I do think it'll be helpful but more importantly I want to be funny so honing my craft every day um I want to bring up something, speaking of honing the craft, about female comedians and creating from their life. Uh, now, in Divorce Diaries, I do a section called Michelle Does Her Exes, where, uh, you know, I, I play some of my exes, or they're loosely based off of some of the characters that have been in my life that are men. Um, and this has been a something that people would never want to do because they would be embarrassed if they slept with them or they were with them. It's like, well, why are you airing your dirty laundry? I will say I'm not airing it. I am I'm loosely basing things off of my real life experiences. And I think a lot of writers, artists do that. I think it's better that way. I think that's what I was taught in college. Write what you know. There is an article in Slate. Uh, is online by Lily Loofborough called Why Does Every Fictional Female Comedian Get the Exact Same Advice? It says, whether you're a veteran headliner or a struggling stand-up, 
there's only one path to success. And Lily goes on to say, the consensus is that what a fictional female comic needs, almost without exception, is, is to get more real, more autobiographical, more vulnerable, more spontaneous. She should tell painful truths in a funny way. Uh, now, so she goes on to explain, like, hacks, Mrs. Maisel, uh, Maisel, I the fuck I always say her name wrong, Mrs. Maisel, and now I just keep saying it wrong. Um, please book me on the show, I can say the name properly. Uh, and ha- she goes on to hate and ha- late night. Um, she talks about uh, something about so Mindy Kaling's character on uh, late night. Her flaws, Catherine, you see, is afraid of self-disclosure. Be careful of showing who you are. Once you turn that switch on, you can never turn it off again. A lackey warns her right before she's about to break with her tradition of impersonal jokes in order to tell an extremely average joke about Planned Parenthood that admits she's going through menopause. So this is in the article, and it talks about how it's basically funnier to do something right from the heart. I do think it's hard to not intimidate a man you're dating if you're doing that you know I think it's hard for any even a woman you know but I'm never going to stop creating for my life the reason why I wanted to share this is because I have been wondering uh you know does my comedy hurt other people who I have interacted with in my life that I'm putting into my material not that I'm directly putting them into material let me be very clear in understanding I am not calling anybody out or putting them directly into my material, but I have to call out the situation, especially myself in the situation. And I make sketches that are loosely based off of people that have I've interacted with in situations I've been in. Now, the last guy I was intimate with, I could say that he probably doesn't talk to me anymore because of, I guess, my stand-up and my sketches. Um, you know, he found me through the show, and then now... I feel like we don't talk because of the show. Also, I just don't think he likes me. <laughs> he legit hates me. Um, he, he would probably... And, and here's the thing. Recently, I, I've been dealing with the sadness from what happened in, in, in the sense of like, what the fuck happened kind of thing uh, for months because I when I met him in person and we connected, I felt like... This hasn't happened to me in a long time. Like, I haven't felt this way in a long time. I haven't had butterflies in a long time. I haven't, pers- like, had the feeling of holding hands and, and connecting with a man who actually wants to be next to me. And it's not to say that there aren't opportunities. I just shut them down immediately. I don't date. I don't go out seeking it. Um, and this has been happened for the last couple of years. Uh, and this was a nice, like, this is this was a nice feeling. I was feeling... Uh, really excited. Um, the last guy I was with for like almost two years was an affair and it was a horrible situation. I got myself into, I, my parents did not raise me to be the mistress. I had a great relationship with my dad. So I don't know why I choose these effed up broken men to have these effed up relationships with. And it bothers me. It makes me sad that I do this. Um, I don't know if it has to do with some connection to uh, my twin brother who has dealt with 
some mental health issues. And look, we all deal with mental health issues, but this is stemming from like when we were children and what he goes through. And I don't know, it could be something like that. It could just be, I have this magnet of wanting to help and heal. And then it gets caught up with these male relationships. But my father always taught me to value who I am. And if some asshole doesn't appreciate it, screw him. So I create my comedy from it, you know, but it didn't stop me from having feelings for this guy who clearly didn't want to be with me from the beginning. Um, you know, and I, and I ended up being intimate with him and, and having this great couple of days that made me think in my brain that he liked me back when he really didn't, he never really did. And it hurt very badly. And I create from all these experiences. And I don't know if that's what bothered him or the fact that he just was so, tired of me like seeing me on social media um which hurt too because prior to all of this he really I think he really enjoyed the show I don't I don't know I don't know what's real anymore at this point um so recently I sent him back his donation to my pilot which many of my not many but some people around me were like now just keep the money I was like no I actually don't want to keep this money now because I found something out about him and I, I didn't directly, like, he didn't tell me, and, he, like, this person he introduced me to who's in the industry, who was interested in divorce diaries, um, didn't tell me either, but somebody told me that he had a hand in kind of blemishing this relationship. I mean, the, the guy who was interested in divorce diaries, like, dropped off the face of the planet. After after giving me advice and consulting on and all this stuff, dropped off the face of the earth. I get that these producers, that these network executives, the industry sometimes does that. But it was too coincidental that I stopped talking to this guy. He's pissed at me. This guy's out. It's just like, you know, something happened here. And I, I felt for a long time this guy said something. And somebody else, a third party, told me themselves that he did. Now, I sent the donation back. I sent a letter with it. Uh, and now I'm now I'm I'm regretting it. But I, I I'm not going to regret it because I knew it would have been on my head if I didn't. I could have just sent the check back, but I did write a few words, of course, because this is <laughs> Michelle to the utmost level is writing letters, thinking that people are going to change and feel bad or. Or they're going to somehow fall in love with me if I write some narrative. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with me. Um, and then I started to think this morning, maybe I shouldn't have. Maybe I should have just let it be. And maybe I should have. But I know that it's it's been eating me up inside for months. Mostly because I just feel hurt. You know? I didn't want to be intimate with another man who didn't want to be with me. And then on top of that, this guy's in the industry, so I'm sure he's going to be, I'm sure he doesn't think of me, but like if my name came in through his eardrums, my guess is that he would either roll his eyes, say something that would send a red flag to the other person, and then I lose that opportunity. That is my fear. <sighs> but I can't like stop being me like I'm gonna call people out on their bullshit I'm gonna be a comedian I'm gonna call myself out on my bullshit um and then I'm gonna write a two-page narrative essay about it and send it to myself <laughs> um I guess my point is I I want to stay committed to being who I am and being honest about how I feel 
Um, I don't want to lose work opportunities though, so I, I'm really I was really sad to hear about this. I, if it is true, you know, I don't I don't I I, I I my director said to me knowing the story, she goes, "Oh, he definitely said something." I said, "Well, and and she's not the person who told me that he did. She just agreed that she feels the same way knowing the situation. She just thinks there's no way. This is too coincidental. The guy came to my house, came to my show, and all of a sudden he drops off the face of the planet for no reason. Again, I'm not saying I'm 100% right, but it hurts. And I have a lot of fear right now, a fear of not accomplishing what I'm setting out to accomplish. That doesn't mean I'm not going to. I'm just being very honest and saying I have fear about it. I have fear and and self-esteem issues that I'm not like I'm 40. So I lost a lot of time with the entertainment industry when I went into teaching and got married. I lost time. And I, I think that it's okay that I did because I think it made me stronger and made me more adapt to how I can help people through the arts because I really liked teaching. I really liked teaching theater. Um, well, with that said, I, I have all these fears and uh, feelings of insecurity at times that, you know, how am I going to get to this place? Like there's so many people out there that have, you know, show ideas and so many people who have thousands of subscribers and I'm just still chugging along, you know, and also follow falling for these like not well men who hurt me. <laughs> and, and this is the other thing the the back to the article was I'm not the only female comic who's gotten shit for putting out their their material of like what's going on in their life a lot of men don't like when female comics do that because it they think that we're like bashing men I've had male comics say this to me we gotta be careful you don't want to be a man basher I'm actually the opposite I love men I want to find love I I want to be treated right and yet I still fall for these assholes that will say you deserve this you deserve that but then they treat me the opposite and blame me. So, what does that say? I don't know. Maybe there is some truth to what they're saying, but I also don't want to backpedal and say, okay, I'll keep my mouth shut. That's not fucking right, man. You know? What if somebody told, uh, like I was listening to Aida Rodriguez, and she said, well, they don't want to be in our material. They better behave. <laughs> and I laugh because I can connect to that. Like, Exactly. But I also don't want to hurt people. I don't want to hurt people through my comedy. That's the opposite of what I want to do. So with that said, I still will create from my life, but I'm just sharing where I'm at in the journey right now and seeing what happens next. I hope that I process through the next phase of like being alone. Like I like being alone and I... I do like having the butterflies over a guy, but I just can't handle it anymore. Especially right now. Like, it will be such a... It was so nice to have that feeling again last year. But to actively seek dating and seek... I, I really... It makes me physically sick to think about it. Because I I have no interest in setting myself up for another potential failure. And I know that sounds kind of negative, but I rather set myself up to fail in comedy and keep working at it, knowing that it'll keep getting better. I don't have a guarantee with dating that's going to get better. To be honest with you, I don't. 
I have no guarantee that that is ever going to get better. I only have a guarantee that I'll probably end up with no one besides my family, which is enough, my daughter, you know. But at least if I know if I'm working at my comedy and my show, eventually something will pay off. With dating, you don't get that guarantee, you know. Uh, That's my perspective on it. So for now, I will hope that this guy doesn't get like more incensed and send me some kind of nasty email or something that makes me feel worse. I I kind of just hope he cashes the check and that's it. But, you know, in a perfect world, I wish none of it ever happened. I wish I just stayed his friend. I wish I would have never slept with him. I wish I just, but then like I think about it, I'm like, well, if I didn't sleep with him, I wouldn't have had those like nice couple of days. But I mean, the nice couple of days didn't, was not like, worth the eight months of me feeling depressed and sad over it. It was totally not. I look back at the pictures. Oh, I meant to say this earlier. After I had had this little romance with him, I went on a vacation with my mom and my my daughter. And I remember that entire time I was really sad just because I had had a conversation with him about everything. And he's like, nope, don't feel the same way. And it totally depressed me. And it made me I have to say, like, if I'm such this, like, prize, and he would say it all the time, oh, you're such, I guess, any man I've been with that I care for would say, you're the whole package, but it sucks, and it's, like, not a good feeling when you get mixed signals, and I, this guy disagreed, too, that I he was giving mixed signals, so it was, like, a whole fucking thing, but it hurts, and it sucks, and that's another reason why I don't want to go put myself out there with anybody, because... I've had men ask me for their my number and all of a sudden, nope, don't want to give it out. I just say no, I'm not giving my number out unless you unless you want to work with me on a project or you want to hire me. No. <laughs> and as I say that, my manager just texted me back when I asked if this comedy club has a host booked, and he's like, yes. And I just messaged a frown face, but that's okay. Something better will come along, and um, I will keep chugging along in this comedy world and in my real world so I guess the moral of this is to create from what you have in your life and if the intention is good I don't think that um, you can go wrong Uh, but you know we will stay tuned to hear more of what happens next with the Divorce Diaries show I'm Michelle Trana keep living your happily ever divorced after